Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I was dreaming of a hot dish when a polar vortex nightmare snapped me wide awake. Burr! Let me ask you a question. How would you know if your furnace is in hunky-dory shape for another winter's I'll tell you how. As we all know, the W in BWS Plumbing, Heating, and Air is for heating. W is also for when, as in, when should you have your furnace inspected? And the answer to that question is now, as in right now. You should invite a skilled BWS technician into your home to poke and prod at your furnace. We'll make sure your furnace is running safely and soundly for heating season. And I can promise you this, you'll sleep better knowing that your furnace is ready for the cold. Your dreams will be back to tater tots and mushroom soup. Call before September 20th to save $40 on your furnace inspection. The sooner you call, the nicer your dreams. Dave Young here with Stephen Semple. And Stephen, it's back to tool time, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Back to tool time, that's it. (laughs) We're going to talk about Milwaukee tools. So the first thing that came to mind moments ago when you told me what we were going to be talking about, (laughs) there's a YouTube channel that I like to watch, and, and the dude is politically incorrect. I feel embarrassed watching it. He's Canadian, by the way. And the channel, you, you'll find it by, it's, it's just A-V-E. A-V-E, A-V-E. Okay. And it, I think it originally said, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he, he unboxes power tools. He does a lot of unboxing power tool. And he doesn't just unbox them. He takes them apart down to, <laughs> like, basically the screws and the wires. Wow. And he, he has his own names for things because I think he's, pro- he's probably ADHD. And so Milwaukee is, well, fuck ye. they all have rude names uh because they're they're these days they're all just as bad as as the others Um, but But. there's some empire building to be examined right i mean i think the power tool business uh, fell to the consolidators a decade or two ago oh they did yeah, but let's let's hear the story of Milwaukee Tools and how they built their empire. Even if they ended up, you know, being part of uh, amalgamated, consolidated international <laughs> tool corporation. Yeah. So Milwaukee Tool was founded in 1924, and today they have like 5,500 employees and are doing like five billion dollars a year in sales. And the first company that came along to acquire them was. In 1975, basically 50 years after founding, Amstar Sugar Company bought them for $30 million. Yeah, but if you remember, in the 70s, there was this thing where diversification was this big thing all these businesses were doing, and they were you know, buying bizarre things. And Milwaukee Tools was one of those ones where a sugar company came along and said, well, we should diversify over there and buy that. But, in case the bottom falls out of sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, it sold for 30 million bucks 50 years after founding. So, you know. And here we are 50 years later. Yeah, here we are 50 years later. But the story of Milwaukee Tools actually starts 10 years earlier. It actually starts okay. as A.H. Peterson Tools. 
And Arnold Peterson is a baseball player. He's a pitcher. And look, at that time, baseball was not a full-time career. Like, you only made a few bucks playing, playing baseball. His main job was he was a handyman. So he was using tools every day, and he saw the flaws. And he went, look, if these tools would be better, it would make the job so much easier. So along comes 1914. His baseball career is over, and he starts to design tools. And that's when he starts the A.H. Peterson tool company. World War I comes along, and there's this immediate spike in manufacturing and the need for tools. And so during mm -hmm. the war, Peterson has this nice niche creating custom hand-made tools. But they're, they're not power tools, like they're hand crank tools and things like that. Mm -hmm. But he sees success in Black & Decker. So he sees what Black & Decker is doing with power tools. And he wants to move into power tools, but he needs capital for research. And in 1918, he gets a call from one of his customers. You've heard this guy. You've heard of this dude. Henry Ford gives him a call and says... Henry Ford calls him. Henry Ford calls him and says he wants to invest in his company. Because at this time, Ford is the largest manufacturer in the world, but Chrysler and GM are starting to nip at his heels. And Ford needs lighter, smaller, cheaper drills. Okay. So he invests in Peterson to make this happen. Peterson looks up Black & Decker. And remember, Black & Decker invented the idea of the trigger on a drill. Yeah, yeah. Right, which made them, made them famous. And you can go back to episode 63 to learn more about Black & Decker, another great story of innovation. So Peterson looks at the Black & Decker drill and decides to move the trigger behind the motor. And this allows for a smaller casing, which dramatically drops the weight. Okay. It weighs four pounds, which is half of the Black & Decker drill weight, about the same as today's drills. He dropped it down to pretty close to the... Mm to the weight of today's drills. And he secures a patent and he calls the drill the hole shooter. The hole shooter. The hole shooter. Because you don't need a drill, you need a hole. And this will... And we're gonna shoot <laughs> we'll a bunch shoot of holes one. for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna use a bit, <laughs> we're gonna use a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes after the construction market and he's selling this drill for about 40, but for $42, and that's about 600 bucks today. Um, again, a much lower price than Black & Decker. But even though it's cheaper and it's lighter, Black & Decker still dominates the market. You know, it's that classic story. It takes more than building a better mousetrap. You know, so many businesses like really remain the world's best kept secret. We've got a better product, so therefore the world should mm -hmm. come to our door. And how often does that happen? Like, Hardly ever, right? So he's got a sales guy, Al Siebert, who comes up with a brilliant way to get attention and demonstrate how much better the product is. Here's what he understood. Here's what Al understood. It's not about educating the consumer. It's about demonstrating in an entertaining manner the superiority of the product. So here's what he decides to do. And he leverages the sexist mindset of the day. Remember, this is the early 1900s. He sets up a demonstration in the storefronts of hardware stores where he's got a wall and he randomly selects women who are passing by and gives them the drill to drill holes. Okay. Which shows how easy it is. If a woman can do this, if a <laughs> random woman can do this, a burly, well-trained man certainly can. 
Stay tuned, we're gonna wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Two words, lead flow. If you wanna grow your business, lead flow is, well, not everything, but it sure can feel that way. You feel the need, the need for leads. And then there's the gnawing questions that plague you whenever you try to boost lead flow. Are you targeting the right customer? Are you saying the right things? Are you advertising in the right places? Are you spending too much or too little? And the ever-present, how can I best use social media? What if you could get those questions answered definitively in 90 minutes? You'd no longer feel the need for leads because now you'd know how to get them. That's what Empire Builders is offering you right now for free and with a guarantee to boot. Go to empirebuildersprogram.com, book a 90-minute Zoom meeting with the Empire Building expert and boom! Questions answered, problems solved. We'll give you the real answers, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes, our famous no pitching and no bitching guarantee. First, we won't pitch you at all, seriously. If you want to work with us beyond our meeting, you'll have to explicitly ask about moving forward. And the bitching part? If you're not satisfied with the answers, say the word. And I'll pay you cold hard cash for your wasted time. No hard feelings. Now that's a guarantee. Look, empire builders take action. If lead flow is an issue for you, take action on it. Book your Zoom meeting at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. I love it and hate it at the same time, but yes. And I get it. I love it and hate it at the same time as well, but the campaign works. Yeah. The campaign totally works. And in 1920, the economy takes off and home building takes off. And Milwaukee Tools takes off. Important event happens in 1924. In 1924, the factory burns. And arson oh, no. is suspected, but there was never any charges laid. And Pedersen can either face bankruptcy and try to rebuild or walk away. And he decides to walk. And Al Siebert, the sales guy who came up with that demonstration, decides to buy the company. But he mm. has to restart from scratch. He rebuilds the plant. He needs to expand to compete. When he does the rebuild, he changes the name to the Milwaukee Tool Company. But without Peterson to innovate, he decides to keep making the whole shooter as well as going back to the roots of the company, which is looking at other designs and improving upon them. And they induce the electric saw and you know the sander and then in 1975 sell the Amstar for 30 million dollars. But there's some real interesting lessons here. And to me the one is, and this is a cautionary thing I wanna tell, we get businesses coming to us all the time who've got this superior product and they're frustrated, mm -hmm. right? Well, mine is cheaper and faster and lighter and easier to operate. The world should be, you know, beating a path to my door, if I just could educate the consumer, people would see it. And what we know as marketers, that never works. The educating yeah. of the consumer never works. And what was brilliant with Milwaukee was this really interesting demonstration that they created that very clearly spoke to the superiority of the product in an entertaining manner. You know, you're walking past a hardware store, you're not expecting to see a woman drilling holes in a wall, especially given the time that this was 
occurring. And also think about in the time that was occurring, the women would be in a dress with a hat and gloves. Like, I mean, it would be a very eye-catching demonstration. Yeah. I Googled what the uh, Milwaukee hole shooter of 1924 looks like. And, and yeah, they put the trigger back behind the motor. I can see the benefit of that. If you've ever used a power drill where you, you have to apply some force, uh, the handle's not the place to do it. Right. Right. You've got to get you've got to get your weight, your your uh, your other hand on the back of that drill behind the bit. And that's that's where they put the handle. It makes sense. No, it, no wonder it was easy to use. And drop the weight. Like drop yeah. the weight. You add then that you now also have something that's half the weight and mm-hmm. done in that way. But here's something I do have to apologize to the Milwaukee Tool Company on. The picture we used, so when we did the Black and Decker episode, if you go to the website, there's a little thumbnail picture. It's of a woman using a drill, and oops, that was probably a Milwaukee drill. (laughs) (laughs) I think think we pulled a picture from Milwaukee rather than Black and Decker. That's funny. My apologies. It seems like that innovation has gone away now. Like You don't see any drills that that are really like that anymore. They've all kind of been copycats. Well, when the emphasis becomes, you know, let's make something cheaper, let's make something cheaper, let's make something cheaper, you do lose innovation. And no, Mm -hmm. there hasn't been probably anything much new in the drill business, you know, for a long time. Look, we saw that in the vacuum cleaning business until Dyson came along and said, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a better way to make a vacuum cleaner. But... That also means you have to commit yourself to making something that is more expensive and being comfortable with that because better is more expensive. And right now there's a big emphasis in the consumer power tool business about, you know, making it cheaper. I mean, you got to hand it to them for the innovation in the day, cut the weight, make it easier to use. And the company took off when people were looking for for more tools, building more things. America was growing. Yeah. And yet another business that Henry Ford had a (laughs) little touch in. It's amazing how many things he touched around that time. It was really quite incredible. Quite a phone call to get, right? Henry Ford's on the phone. Do you want to take it? Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, suddenly you're not busy. (laughs) Henry Ford again? (laughs) Great episode. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast.com. <laughs>